Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, family, and thank you so much for tuning back into another Firefill episode here on GEMS Podcast. With me in the hot seat is Mike Montagu, and here is a bit about Mike. He is a game show host, public speaker, podcaster, and writer. He has been a radio DJ, karaoke host, virtual game show host, MC, and DJ for live events, including opening for Billy Idol, Frankie Valley, and MC Ed, and at Toby Keats Bar and Grill. He is also the founder of Playful Humans, a community designed to help the burnout and bored get re-energized and engage with life. His mission is to help adults rediscover the power of play and avoid a midlife crisis. And you can find out more at www.playfulhumans.com. But without further ado, please welcome the man behind it all, Mike Montagu. Hey, Genesis, how's it going? I'm so excited to be here and, and talk things out with you. It is going amazing, Mike. And today we're going to spend time talking about the five C's as well as weaving in your three F's fun, flow, and fulfillment, which I think I renamed it as F cubed or triple F. But before we do that, I want to give the audience a chance to come to connect with you on a personal level. So here are two options I like to do that with. We could either break the ice up front or play a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? I am always down to play a game. Let's do it. All righty, we're playing a game with Mike and Genesis. So question number one, dream car. Oh, um, whatever self-driving, a self-driving Tesla uh, will be my next car. Question number two, if you could go anywhere in the world, Mike, all expense paid, paid, money was no option, obviously, but here's the kicker they're not flying back to your home base because flights are grounded. Where are you headed? Ooh, you may have just changed my answer. Um, I was going to say the Galapagos Islands because it would be really cool, but I don't even know if they have food and shelter there. So if they're not coming back, I might have to just go somewhere as tropical, but with a lot more resources like uh, Hawaii or San Diego. Ooh, okay. Three, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? Oh, man, um, that's a good one. I've gotten to do a lot of fun things in entertainment. Uh, I am going to say, um, I'm just going to go with the, the wedding night. I'm going to keep myself out of the doghouse. I'm going to say that uh, we had an awesome wedding. It was in San Diego. It was cool. Um, I DJed my own wedding and we just had a blast. The family had a good time. You know, we didn't overdo it. It was just that perfect amount of like, you know, fun without disaster, but without it turning over into disaster. So I would just relive it to just enjoy the moment again. Wow. I can't imagine you... Yeah, the fact that you DJed your own wedding, 
I guess that's right up in there with my husband catering um, our entire wedding. So that's yeah. I feel like catering would be a lot harder because I DJed hundreds of weddings, so I knew the playlist and I knew basic timing and stuff. So I just automated it all on the computer and then uh, just hit play at the beginning of the night and we all relaxed and had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And then four favorite food. Pizza, uh, sausage and pepperoni, but um, yeah. Ooh, yummy. Make, make I'll do a lot of things. If you just say there might be pizza um, <laughs> there, it doesn't even have to actually be pizza. Just say, Hey, if you wanted to come over, uh, you know, and help me move Friday night, there might be pizza. I'm amen. Five. <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure? Uh, I can't repeat pizza. Um, let me say um, anything really silly uh i'm trying to think of a good comedian um steve martin one of my favorites i think anything by steve martin will will put me in a good mood and and make me laugh awesome six if you could have lunch or dinner with any person living or dead who would it be Oh, wow. Um, good question. I never know how to answer the dead ones. Um, cause I feel like it would be too weird of a conversation. Um, you'd have a lot of explaining to do if you brought them back from life, uh, take a lot of time. So I'm going to go with living and I'm going to go with, um, Seth Godin. I've actually met him, a uh, marketing expert, but he's written like 18 books and, I think it would just be a really good, interesting conversation. He goes into a lot of tangents and knows a lot about history and all kinds of things too, that would uh, definitely be a good conversation. Seven. Are you a coffee, tea, or neither drinker? Neither anymore. I gave up caffeine a few years ago after some kidney stones. Uh, so I got to keep hydrated uh, to make sure those don't anymore. But um I was on tea for a while before that Diet Mountain Dew was the uh, drink of choice. Oh, okay. Hey, here's a good one. You just hit the lottery, right? And you're like, woo, I have all this money. But you found out one of the conditions is to donate to three charities. What are those charities? Ooh, <laughs> I would start with uh big brothers big sisters uh i just love that group i love what they they do i think that's an awesome cause um after that well my brother is starting a a nonprofit ministry uh called divine opportunities he wrote a book about finding god in the conversations of everyday life and and really authentic communication so that would have to be in the list and then number three, number three for me would probably be something to do with clean water or food. Um, I can't think of the uh, water charity now, but there's a really good one that does stuff for, for awesome global water or uh, something with green renewable food sources. Super cool. And then nine, are you a sneakerhead? I see some Adidas in your background. <laughs> Uh, my Adidas is mostly attributed to Run DMC. Uh, that's a Lego uh, Adidas shoe, by the way, uh, which is super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's made out of Lego. Uh, and it came in the shoe box for Adidas. Um, so I wouldn't 
Yeah, that's. I'm gonna say no because okay. I don't collect them, but I appreciate a good shoe. I I regularly spend more than a hundred dollars, up to maybe two hundred dollars on on shoes for running or fancy Adidas shoes to to wear out. So four out of ten. Okay. <laughs> And then Run DMC. Okay, there's this new show on uh, Netflix. We are the Washingtons, I think, with Run DMC in it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna have to check it out. I actually just got to interview um, DC from Tag Team on my podcast for the Playful Humans, and it was so much fun. Uh, they're they're the ones that did Whoop. There it is, and the Scoop. There it is. Commercial in the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago, oh. uh, and it was really fun. So anything like 80s 90s uh hip-hop and, and rap is my jam for sure i'm a little old so at the end y'all he's gonna sing us or rap us something so and ted this is our it's pop- tricky to rock a rhyme on time <laughs> it's tricky this is our pass or play question mike and here are the rules if you pass our rules are reversed and you get to ask me a question if you play i ask one last question so do you want to pass or play? Uh, that, you really kidding me. Um, I feel like because I interview on Playful Humans, I always get to ask the question. So I'm just going to keep uh, playing. I'm going to let you ask me one more. Okay. What are your top three items on your bucket list? Oh, good <laughs> questions today. I will say something performing like um, I've done a lot of big venues here around Kansas city and stuff, but let's say like uh, doing some sort of entertainment at a super bowl. Mm. Um, The Galapagos islands I already mentioned uh, visit there at some point. And number three, I'm going to go, uh, another foreign country let's say london england and um just tour around check out some history or maybe just like a backpacking thing around europe or something so i can see like uh the greek you know coliseum and and uh, stuff there as well amazing and thank you for playing rapid fire with genesis and mike so let's segue into our topic of the segment which are the five C's and you're going to tell us what they are and how we can apply them as well as triple F. I love that. I love the theme music uh, (laughs) for the the game show as well. I usually have to produce uh, mine because I'm not that talented. So um, let's talk about the four F's first. I, I think fun flow and fulfillment is a lot of what I found missing in modern society i I think um through social media and television and just um the commercialization of all of our fun or or um trying to optimize our life and make more money and climb the ladder and all that stuff those are the three things that get sucked out that i don't hear enough people talking about right When, when you talk about uh especially in startup culture you hear a lot about hustle and scaling and, uh, you know, profitability and minimum viable products. And what you don't hear about is like, is it going to be any fun? Are you going to like the destination when you get there? Are you going to feel fulfilled and proud of what you've created when it's all done? Or, 
flow is is the other one i think that one is kind of misused so sometimes you hear about flow but it's more about like work and production rather than when i think of flow it's it's being your best self when you're fully present in the moment and you're engaged in what you do you're passionate about it and it's giving you energy rather than draining your energy that's what i think is most powerful and so one way to get all three of those together is through the world of play. And when I discovered uh, the research into play and the power of play as a adult, it really opened my eyes that um, think about what you accomplished as a kid when you're playing, if you were lucky and you had a blessed childhood and you got to have, have fun like I did, then chances are you did a lot of work to keep playing and have fun. Right. Did, did you Genesis ever play games where, um, you had to like rebalance the teams because one team was, was winning too much. And so you needed it to be fair. Otherwise it was going to be, you know, boring and, and stuff and it would burn out pretty quick. Yes. And I'm trying to think what those games were because I'm very competitive, like connect four or tag or. Um... Yeah. Like tags a, a good one, right? Like if all mm-hmm. the fast kids are on one team or all the older kids are on one team and the younger kids are on the other, like trivia games don't work very well. Right. Dodgeball. <laughs> Yeah, same thing. Dodgeball. You got to balance the teams to to make it fun. And then um, I don't know if you ever did this, but I was able to like build a fort with my uh, friends and my my brother and sister, or we would go to a lot of work to like um, set up the bases or soccer goals that we built and and stuff ourselves. And we put a lot of effort into having the most amount of fun possible. Maybe for you, it was like costumes or other things where you, you spend a lot of time practicing or, or working on something that you were just having fun with uh, can you think of anything there um, the one thing that's coming into mind is when my little cousin and I had um tried to bungee jump from the bunk beds and we would like tie all the sheets together and yeah. try to, like bungee up That sounds awesome dangerous and uh, a perfect example of what I was talking about where when you want the fun to keep going and when you're doing things like you're more generous when you're rebalancing the teams because it's more about the play and having everybody included than it is about the results and and the winning and when you're having fun fun people think is the opposite of work but it's not the opposite of work is apathy boredom sitting on the couch doing nothing Fun is, uh, and play is like the fun uncle of work, uh, right? It's the one that's like, okay, we're doing a lot of activity. We're spending a lot of energy. We're using our brain. We're engaged in this. Uh, We're putting an effort to make this a lot of fun, but it's um, it's not draining. It's not being lazy. It's not um, working so hard that you're exhausted at the end of it and you don't want to do anything else. It's like, oh man, at the end of a soccer game, I would be exhausted and I would lay on the the carpet and just, you know, drenched in sweat and totally exhausted, but I couldn't wait to recover so that I could go do it again because it was so much fun. And I think that's what people are missing in their life and their careers these days is that if you really had that type of passion and that type of playful attitude in your work, you should feel that way about every day. You know, you'd be like, oh man. Absolutely. Fun. And it shouldn't feel like work, like, or I don't think fun should be forced because nowadays you see that people are forcing themselves to yeah. do something. And if it doesn't, you know, appeal you or it doesn't like, 
um, make you actually want to smile or get up and do it, then you shouldn't do it because that's not your ideal fun. And it shouldn't be something that you should condition yourself. You should you know, just want to say, oh my gosh, I would love to go archery or shoot some pool or go-karts or whatever the case may be. Because I like doing like, you know, the rough rugged stuff, like the go-karts, the ATVs, zip lighting, all of that. There you go. (laughs) Um, Those are awesome. And you have to be, what I love about those is you have to be fully present, right? That's one of the reasons I like performing. I host game shows and do the podcast and everything is when we're having this interview, I can't be thinking about my taxes and the laundry or be distracted and checking my phone. Like I have to be in it. And same thing when you're in a go-kart, you have to be in that moment. You can't be distracted and multitasking or, or trying to do other things. Um, so that that's really cool. And one of the other things you said there that is so powerful, I think for people's work is the forcing it. And they're, they're really, I think the pressure and the expectations and there's this thing called the survivor bias it comes from World War II, where they were inspecting the planes that came back uh, from bombing missions, and they were reinforcing where the planes got shot so that they, you know, would, wouldn't, uh, you know, break down when they got shot. But the problem was they were only inspecting the planes that came back. So the ones that got shot down were shot in different places. They were shot in the cockpit, but the ones that were shot in the wings actually made it back. And so they realized that there was the survivor bias, that the planes that made it back um, actually had non-fatal injuries. And what happens in our lives and in our culture is we only hear about people's curated happy successes on Facebook. Nobody is sharing their marital struggles. They're not sharing that dessert that they tried to make that came out as a complete flop. (laughs) You know, they're sharing the fancy one. They're sharing their vacation photos not their Wednesday night sweatpants un- unshaven photos, right? Uh, and so we're seeing this survivor bias that we're comparing ourselves to everybody else's best version of themselves. So the people that make the news like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are, are billionaires that are the successful uh, entrepreneurs are the ones that made it to the top. We're not seeing all of the thousand other people that are maybe living really happy, fulfilled lives with their small business and living a lifestyle business. We're just not seeing those stories. So I think, you know, if we're trying too hard, we're missing out on a lot of fulfillment and a lot of uh, feeling successful because we're comparing ourselves to, to people that are working too hard and it just causes too much stress. Absolutely. And just to that sentiment, I think it takes you out of the flow of humanity because you're trying to compete with people who may not necessarily be on your level. And people are always going to show you the glamorous things. They're not going to show you the pain points, the struggle points, or like the start ugly moments. And so it's like, it's time to take off the mask and the layers and just really go beyond the surface level. Because if you think about it, all the diamonds are made from the pressure. Like if they never went through the pressure, there wouldn't be, you know, beautiful diamonds. And like uh, Riri, Rihanna says, shine bright like a diamond. So I told, so that's what I use for my husband. Because when, when it was a funny analogy, when we uh, first got engaged, I was like, I can't even see the diamond. And I said, baby, I need something big, like shine bright like a diamond. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like it. 
And I just remind people that if we never go through the pressures and we never go through the trials and the tribulations, we're not going to really know how to appreciate, you know, what success is and success is personal. And whenever you think about the fun, the fulfillment, the flow, in order to have fun, you should be fulfilled with the fun that you're having. And then that's going to complement your flow. So you're going to want to keep on doing it. And they work together congruently in my opinion, but obviously you're the subject matter expert there, Mike, and how, how important are these three F's with the five C's that you teach? Yeah, I think that that finally takes us to the, the five C's because you mentioned a couple of them already. I think um, when you struggle, so one of the things about flow is that you don't get in a flow state when a task is too easy or too hard. If it's too easy, you just check it off the list and you get bored with it really fast. Right. And if it's too hard, you give up because you're like, ah, this is taking too long. It's going to take me years to learn this. Uh, I can't really get in a rhythm. It's too complicated and it's too hard for me. But there's this magic sweet spot. That's about 20% higher degree of difficulty than what we're currently capable of somewhere between hundred percent and 120% of our capacity where we get in this magic zone where we're, we're learning and we're growing and we're stretching our, ourselves. And that takes us to the, the five C's too, that uh, when you're in a state of, of play and you're, you're pushing and you're in the flow and you're having fun and you're doing something that is meaningful and fulfilling to you, you gain confidence. Uh, a lot of people think confidence is gained through wins. And if we just, you know, never fail, if we wait until we get all green lights, then we'll feel confident and successful. But the opposite is actually true. And this is where I get to tell one of my favorite stories. Um, I got to open for Billy Idol, as you mentioned in the intro, I was fired live on stage by Billy Idol in front of thousands of people. And uh, I don't know if we have time for the whole story, but long story short is he told me to um, play mostly rock music because it was a rock show, but I was on a retro station and they said, play whatever you would normally play on the, the station is fine. And don't play any Billy Idol songs. So I go out there and I was playing what I thought was like retro rock, like Jesse's Girl or 8675309, stuff that I would associate with like Billy Idol's era. And the manager comes out and said, we played, said, play rock music, like the Rolling Stones. And I immediately panicked because I was a club DJ and there's like two rock songs that you can dance to. You shook me all night long and pour some sugar on me. Uh, so I played those two and I was quickly out of music to play. So I thought I was like, I bought, I bought myself some time. Maybe I can mix in a retro song and then go back to, to rock and see what else I can find in my CDs at the time. And um, I played Casey and the Sunshine Band, do a little dance, make a little love and get down tonight. Uh, because I have this joke, not in that order, save the making love for the end of the night, but feel free to, to get down and do a little dance if you want to. And I play the song and just doosh, the lights come down. Uh, the, the music is off. I have no control. I'm standing there and they're like, you're done. Uh, you're fired. And I had to collect my things and slink off. But the reason I tell that story to every podcast I go on is that's when I became bulletproof as a performer. Nothing can happen on this podcast today. That's worse than that. Like I no longer have stage fright. What's going to happen? I've done so many shows at this point in my career. I've been maced by police during shows because a fight broke out in, in front of me. Uh, I did shows on 9-11. I've, you know, I got fired by Billy Idol. Once all of these bad things have happened to me, 
my confidence now is through the roof because I know that I can overcome it. There, there's nothing that's going to be worse than that. And of course, I've had a lot of successes mixed in there as well. But the second C that that takes us to is conditioning. So what I've learned through all this hard work and the, the stuff that's challenging for us is that I know that our bodies get stronger when we put them to the test. You don't get better physically by sitting on the couch. Same thing with your mind. When you put your mind to the test or when you do something outside your comfort zone, you build up conditioning that then makes you better prepared for tomorrow, which also breeds confidence. And we have three more so I can keep rolling or I can let you jump in for a question. What do you think, Genesis? Yeah, so I'm going to jump in really quick because I love the fact that you said that you were fired by Billy Idol. Not the fact that you were fired, but the fact that you used that to make you bulletproof and you learned a valuable lesson from being fired. So had you not gone through that experience, it wouldn't give you the grit and the resilience that you have today and really boost your confidence because now like, you know, your ego was poked and whatnot. And some people may have just saw that as, oh, I was fired, I'm not good enough. And they may have quit, but you kept the determination and you kept on going. So that is where you came into your confidence. And then it helped you condition your mindset and the your mind frame as a whole. So you could build a new structure in a sense. Like, what did I do that was not conducive? What can I do to improve? And how do I ensure this doesn't happen anymore? Yeah, you, you nailed it. And for me... Um... I love failure so much because nobody notices. We already talked about, we're all fe featured on the successes. So if you start a podcast and nobody listens, nobody heard your bad podcast. That means you get to practice and get better for free. There's no downside because nobody's listening. <laughs> like doing a big podcast and then screwing it up, that stinks. Uh, but failing on one nobody's listening to is, is easy. And I kind of felt like the same thing when I was in radio and, and performing is it's a big deal when I'm on the stage, but as soon as I was off the stage, nobody recognized me. I can go a block over to a different bar at a different restaurant and walk in and nobody's like, oh, I heard you got fired over at the Billy Idol show down the street. No, they weren't there. They didn't see it. So I think that's one of the cool things about failure is most of the time it happens when um, it's not, as long as it's not fatal, um, that you get to learn from that and you get to keep going if you don't give up. So the three other ones that I wanted to talk about really quick was um, creativity. A lot of people struggle when they're trying to work hard because they're not being creative about the solution. So when we're under stress, our body is trained to focus on one way out that will keep us alive. And sometimes that one way out is quitting or not doing anything and just freezing and our, our body and our brains tense up and just nothing happens. But when we're in a playful state, your brain opens up and it allows more creativity and connections and you find ways around problems. And if it's not so serious, if you can lower those stakes and be playful with it, your creativity goes way up, which means your success goes way up with it. And then two other things that, that kind of go together. One is connections with another human being. And the other one is the culture with a, a lot of human beings. So what we found in, in research is that when you're in a playful state, you have a better communication with other people. You have better, better greater connections. People uh, are attracted to you in that state. If you're trying to work really hard and be a, a dictatorial a-hole boss, like nobody wants to connect with you. Nobody wants to be a part of that team. But if you can be a playful human, 
you can actually attract people. And whether that's one on one, which I think is great, or even in a community or a culture, uh, an organization that you're trying to build or attracting the right friends, people want to be attracted to the charisma of somebody that's playful, not the stress and anxiety of somebody that's trying to, to work too hard. Uh, does that part make sense? Yeah, that part definitely makes sense because when you're connecting with somebody else, one thing that makes it easier to connect with that person, if you are your authentic self and you're not trying to be somebody else to fit in, but you are genuine, um, you're a good listener. And when I say a good listener, actively listen to the other person that's speaking, just as you want them to listen to you. And then look for where you have commonalities versus highlighting those differences. And then you could really mesh well yeah you nailed it exactly that when uh I was you know I think weird is a fun word right when you're a little weird and you're yourself people are attracted to that because it's unusual if you're a boring lame gray robot nobody needs that on their team nobody nobody wants to be uh, attracted to that um so it's such a cool thing that when you can be yourself you actually bring way more value than if you're trying to fit in, work hard and, and follow everybody else down a path that's safe and, and boring and um, low risk. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, whatever you said, the path that is safe and boring and low risk, if you think about it, like when people are bored, they mentally check out because it's no longer fueling them. So if it's not fueling them, they're not going to be um, in that state of flow because they're going to be like, this is not serving me any purpose. So it's not adding value. So one of the ways I like to tell people is always make sure that you're adding value to someone else or the situation you're in and make sure that you're getting value added back to you. So there's effective synergies there. Yeah. So many people try and play it safe and they try to keep everything balanced. I I hate that word balanced that you do need a mix of things, but balance is lame. If your heartbeat uh, on a uh, thing flattens out uh, and it gets balanced, (laughs) you're dead. That's when things are over, right? Nothing is happening. If everything's flat, safe, and and boring, um, you're you're not living. You're not going to feel that fulfillment side, taking it back to our, our three Fs. And then I think a lot of people try to avoid the extremes, right? Uh, They don't want to have a really bad day. They kind of want to have a really good day, but they'd rather not have a bad day than have a good one. So what I found is the extremes are way more fun. I want a lot of really awesome days. And if I got to have a lot of really bad days, at least that's something interesting happening than just a boring repeat uh, day because we only get so many of them here. So at least, least let's make them memorable. Let's learn something. Let's build some confidence and, and, uh, you know, make some movement in our life, even if it's movement in the wrong direction, at least we're going somewhere. I feel like that's, that's better. And more often than not, we'll have good days uh, anyway, and, and things swing back the other way. Absolutely. You got to shake it up. So since we're shaking it up, let's shake it on over to the call to action, Mike. So once our audience hears this segment on the three F's, as well as the five C's, what do you want them to do? Two things. Uh, one is go to playfulhumans.com slash quiz, and you can find out your playful personality. Not everybody's play is the same. We've been giving some examples here today, and Genesis and I are a little bit different. I don't like extreme sports. I'm too much of a wimp. Uh, but um, 
you may be an adventurer. You may be an athlete. You may be somebody that likes puzzles and games. You might be somebody that likes creativity and art. Uh, you can find out if you go to playfulhumans.com slash quiz. And the second thing is you're a podcast listener. So if you want to check out the Playful Humans podcast, we shouted out some of the guests earlier. I would love that. And I also host the How to Succeed podcast, where I interview sales and leadership experts. That one has over 500 episodes and over 2 million downloads. It does uh, pretty well and doesn't need a whole lot of promotion. So go check out Playful Humans first uh, for me. That would be great. And Mike, how can our audience connect with you, plug your website, and where you primarily hang out on social media? Definitely playfulhumans.com. And there's a community there. I try to stay off social media as much as possible, but LinkedIn is my preferred uh, platform because I can connect there professionally and uh, avoid a lot of the other baggage that comes along with social media. So if you want to reach out to Mike Montague on LinkedIn, I would love that. Or just go check out Playful Humans. Okie dokie. And for you listeners and viewers, Montague is spelled M as in Mary, O as in open, and as in Nancy, T as in Tom, A as in Alpha, G as in Gregory, U as in under, and E as in Edward. So Mike Mont- Montague on LinkedIn. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. So definitely read, scroll, tap it. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe this pot to this podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms. And I want to thank each one of you on a daily basis for tuning in and supporting the guests that I bring on, as well as the mission behind GEMS, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate, while we also bridge the gap for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it takes all of us to really come together, create synergies, and make this world a better place. We aren't meant to do life alone. We're meant to do life together in a community. So check out Playful Humans and find out what your play is by taking that quiz. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.